Hello, everybody. How are you doing today, tonight? How will you be doing tomorrow? All of those. How are you doing in general? Um, it's 2020. 2020. 2020. It's weird. What do you say? 2020? 2020? I think people are saying 2020. Uh, well, since we missed a new year together, a lot of times I record on New Year's Eve. Tonight, I mean, whenever that was the other night, I didn't. So it makes me think of my Patricia Highsmith excerpt from her journal that she wrote. She was 26 years old. This was 1947. And this is her New Year's Eve toast. To all the devils, lusts, passions, greeds, envies, loves, hates, strange desires, enemies ghostly and real, the army of memories with which I do battle, may they never give me peace. One of my favorite things ever written, and that is not an exaggeration. It's very, very moving to me. Anyway, Patricia Highsmith, hero. How you doing, girl? Uh, I hope all is well with all of you. I hope you had a good, you know, holiday and then New Year's, whatever you're celebrating. Uh, I'm pretty all right right now. I would say I'm very calm, which is always worth celebrating for me. I'm well fed. I've definitely slept enough. All of those things make me sound like I'm reporting on a baby right now, like a little baby. They, they, yes, they've slept enough. They seem calm. We've fed them. So uh, that probably says a lot about me. Sometimes when you are, I don't know, healing or if you're in recovery of some kind or whatever, if you have a health condition, you really do feel like you're either a tiny baby or you're like an elderly person who might be dying anytime now or in four weeks or something. <laughs> it's just, it's those, those basic things are very special. You do celebrate those basic things and that's how I feel. And actually, maybe that's just a good way to live, period. I got to drink some of this tea. Hold on. Oh man, when I was just drinking that, I saw this wrapper right here. That is a Lindor truffle. I have recently never, never tried them, was walking through the aisles of Costco. They handed me one of these. Here you go. I was like, all right. I normally don't take anything like that, but I decided to take it. And I believe it was the milk chocolate one. It's a red wrapping. I ate it on the way to the front when we were paying. And honestly, I almost fainted. I, I, for the first time, I sort of understood why people freak out about chocolates. I always thought of that as an old lady thing, maybe because my grandma was really into chocolates like that. But seriously, I was, I was sort of losing my mind over, the, over these, these chocolates, and I almost ran back and got more. But then I asked, like, are these common? They, sorry, I just hit my mic. Are, do you, can you find these? Apparently, you can find them everywhere. So now I've bought myself some, which might be a mistake. I should, I should probably have been careful because I've pretty much eaten the whole container already. Okay, if you hear a lot of stops and starts because I can't stop drinking this hot tea. My throat's been kind of bothering me. Anyway, what else am I into? I just got a, a check in the mail from Gap, from the Gap. Apparently, they tracked me down from three addresses ago and gave me $56. So that feels pretty good because that came out of really, truly nowhere. Uh, what else? I've been thinking about Alex Trebek a lot. There was a special on Alex tonight on some regular uh, channel, one of the main channels. And I don't know. I don't know if you guys know or if you watch Jeopardy, but I'm a big Jeopardy lover and have been my whole life. And Alex has been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer 
which doesn't normally have great results at all. So he's really, you know, suffering through chemo and all of that. But he's so amazing. And, you know, you can hear his voice kind of giving out on him sometimes recently, but he just keeps talking and he just wants to be at work. And he he just seemed really special because Alex can kind of seem like a jerk. I've always thought, I mean, I've always loved Alex, but he's also, he can be so rude on that show. Anyway, but I've been really loving watching him kind of fight his cancer while doing what he loves the most, which is Jeopardy. So, and I can't imagine, by the way, what do you guys think? I know a lot of you guys are Jeopardy fans because I've seen some of what you post sometimes. And um, I can't imagine Jeopardy without him. I don't know if I would want Jeopardy without him. You know, my biggest fear is what if they let somebody like Ryan Seacrest or something do it? I mean, it would just be the biggest nightmare ever. So those are some things I've been working on. And as the new year has turned here, you know, my studio is completely finished. Well, there's like 1% that needs a little fixing, but, and I'm about to get a couch in there and it's ready to roll. It's a little cold. I have this cute little space heater that looks like a mini fireplace. It's really cute. It even makes crackling noises and it kind of warms it up. I'm hoping that'll keep me warm enough to draw properly, but Basically, it's been such a crazy year um, that in the la latter part of 2019, I haven't been able to work as much on drawings. I've been working on a lot of other things and the tapestries, which are opening in Chicago at Western Exhibitions very, very soon. So if you're in the Chicago area, go check out that show at Western Exhibitions. It opens, I believe, on the 10th. Yeah, the 10th of January. So be there. Anyway, I've been working on some tapestries and some other things, but I'm very much looking forward to getting in my studio and being normal me again. It, it, I need it as badly as I need like water and Lindor chocolates. So I'm about to do that. Moving on. Guess what I'm going to be reading to you today. I wanted to read you one of my favorite short stories of all time, which is Shirley Jackson's The Lottery. Shirley Jackson's The Lottery, if you've read it, this will make immediate sense. If you know my work, it really influenced my work. It's a wonderful short story that I can't recommend enough. I would encourage anyone who hasn't read it to go read it immediately. But I'm going to be reading from the uh, Ferrer, Strauss, and Giroux 2005 classic. It's a it's a Ferrer, Strauss, and Giroux guru. How do you, you know? You know I don't know how to say this. Uh, classic is the name of this kind of this <laughs> whatever. Jeez. It's Shirley Jackson's The Lottery and Other Stories. I'm going to link it so you can go purchase it yourself. And The Lottery, I've decided I'd rather you guys read on your own. And I'm going to read a slightly shorter, just a short story here, three pages from the short story collection. Uh, by the way, Shirley Jackson, 1916, she was born in California. She died in 65, I believe in Vermont. She wrote mainly a lot of short stories, over 200 short stories, I believe. And also wrote The Haunting of Hill House and We Have Always Lived in the Castle. We Have Always Lived in the Castle is one of my favorite titles of all time, by the way, of anything. Titles of songs, titles of albums, titles of pieces of art, books. And I like both of those books, but I really like her short stories. And um, again, the lottery, the lottery has influenced so much about what I do with myself as an artist. So... But I'm going to be reading you another one called Got a Letter from Jimmy. All right, so stick with me. It's three pages. I think you guys can do this with me. Let's do it. Sometimes, she thought, stacking the dishes in the kitchen, 
Sometimes I wonder if men are quite sane, any of them. Maybe they're all just crazy, and every other woman knows it but me. And my mother never told me, and my roommate just didn't mention it, and all the other wives think I know. Just got a letter from Jimmy today, he said when he was unfolding his napkin. So you got it at last, she thought. So he finally broke down and wrote you. Maybe now it will be all right, everything settled and friendly again. What did he have to say, she asked casually. Don't know, he said. Didn't open it. My God, she thought, seeing it clearly all the way through right then. She waited. Going to send it back to him tomorrow, unopened. I could have figured that one out myself, she thought. I couldn't have kept that letter closed for five minutes. I would have figured out something nasty like tearing it up and sending it back in little pieces or getting someone to write a sharp answer for me. But I couldn't have kept it around for five minutes. Had lunch with Tom today, he said, as though the subject were closed. Just exactly as though the subject were closed, she thought. Just exactly as though he never expected to think about it again. Maybe he doesn't, she thought. My God. I think you ought to open Jimmy's letter, she said. Maybe it will all just be as easy as that, she thought. Maybe he'll say all right and go open it. Maybe he'll go home and live with his mother for a while. Why, he said. Start easy, she thought. You'll kill yourself if you don't. Oh, I guess because I'm curious and I'll just die if I don't see what's in it, she said. Open it, he said. Just watch me make a move for it, she thought. Seriously, she said. It's so silly to hold a grudge against a letter. Against Jimmy, all right. But not to read a letter out of spite is silly. Oh, God, she thought. I said silly. I said silly twice. That finishes it. If he hears me say he's silly, I'm through. I can talk all night. Why should I read it, he said. I wouldn't be interested in anything he had to say. I would. Open it, he said. Oh, God, she thought. Oh, God, oh, God, I'll steal it out of his briefcase. I'll scramble it up with his eggs tomorrow, but I won't take a dare like that. He'd break my arm. Okay, she said. So I'm not interested. Make him think you're through. Let him get nicely settled in his chair. Let him get to the lemon pie. Get him off on some other subject. Had lunch with Tom today, he said. Stacking the dishes in the kitchen, she thought. Maybe he means it. Maybe he could kill himself first. Maybe he really wasn't curious, and even if he were, he'd drive himself into a hysterical state trying to read through the envelope, locked in the bathroom. Or maybe he just got it and said, oh, from Jimmy, and threw it in his briefcase and forgot it. I'll murder him if he did, she thought. I'll bury him in the cellar. Later, when he was drinking his coffee, she said, going to show it to John? John will die too, she thought. John will edge around it just like I'm doing. Show what to John, he said. Jimmy's letter. Oh, he said, sure. A tremendous triumph captured her. So he really wants to show it to John, she thought. So he just wants to see for himself that he's still mad and wants John to say, really, are you still mad at Jimmy? And he wants to be able to say yes. Out of her great triumph, she thought. He really has been thinking about it all this time, too. And she said, before she could stop herself, thought you were going to send it back unopened. He looked up. I forgot, he said. Guess I will. I had to open my mouth, she thought. He forgot. The trouble is, she thought, he really did forget. It slipped his mind completely. He never gave it a second thought. If it was a snake, it would have bitten him. Under the cellar steps, she thought, with his head bashed in and his goddamn letter under his folded hands. And it's worth it, she thought. Oh, it's worth it. There you go, guys. That is Shirley Jackson. Got a letter from Jimmy Savage mysterious. Uh, a lot of people, by the way, say Stephen King never would have existed if it weren't for Shirley Jackson. 
And I know he loves her. So I like to believe that. I mean, he would have existed. He probably would have been born, but you know what I mean. I hope you guys liked that and that wasn't too long. I know I normally read poems or little excerpts, so I haven't done a short story in a while, but I really wanted to, and I found it ridiculous that I'd never read Shirley Jackson on here. Um, you guys, if you like to support this podcast in some way, you can do one of two things. Number one, you can purchase a Me Reading Stuff shirt. It's We've got t-shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies. That's from Cotton Bureau. And um, it's now half of the proceeds go to the Trevor Project, which is a helpline that LGBTQ youth can call if they're having suicidal thoughts. It's my favorite uh, organization out there. So half of the proceeds of me reading stuff, sales go directly to them. Or another thing you can do, which is real simple, just simply leave a good five-star Apple podcast review. That helps people see this podcast. It helps bump it up a bit, which it needs right now. And you can just uh, make me feel good if you do that too. So please consider one of those two things. But as for more important matters, you... Let's think about you. I want you to do things that make you happy. I have found that the more I do things that make me happy, even if it's just a nap or buying myself a slow cooker magazine, my life improves infinitely. I don't know why I didn't get that before, but just do some things that make you happy. If you get like one or two awesome things in that make you happy, even if they're free, think of how much better your life is. Just take time for yourself. Uh, what else should you do? Clean up that messy corner of the room over there. You know the one I'm talking about. It's only getting you down. It's only getting you down. It, once you clean it up, you're going to feel at least 25% better. Uh, make that rice dish you've been craving. And make a lot of it because you're going to need some leftovers. You're going to love it so much you're going to want to eat it for lunch the next day. What else? Uh, find recreation and hobbies. Forgive yourself. Don't be self-righteous. Do take it easy and try to slow down. Slow it all down. Breathe in everybody and slow it down. Get off your phone, slow it down. Breathe, get off your phone, throw your phone in the ocean. Slow it down. Be well. Good night, my friends. I love you.